0: Alright everybody, this is a great day for another podcast session where we talk all about real estate rental properties. This is the Master Passive Income Podcast. My name is Dustin Heiner. I'm the founder of Master Passive Income and I started this company because of real estate rental properties and how they changed my life to where At 37 years old, I was able to quit my job and never need to work a job again because of the passive income that I make every single month from my real estate rental properties. And here's the kicker. I don't work at all. I have other people work for me, and this is an automatic business. Now, today, we're going to talk all about the cash reserves that you need as a business to make sure that you're running as a business now if you buy one rental property you need to have a certain amount of reserves if you have five rental properties you also need a different type of reserve amount now what happens if you get 50 properties well things change so today we're going to look all at the cash reserves in your bank account and also how you can even make money lots of money from those cash reserves all right guys let's get in this podcast session where we talk all about cash reserves let's get into it let's start the show Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. All right, all you party people. Now, today we're going to be talking about cash reserves in your rental property business. Before I do, I want to share with you a little bit about where I live in Phoenix and how much I appreciate the different seasons here in Phoenix. And if you've never been to Phoenix during the monsoon season, you are missing out. Monsoon season is absolutely fantastic. Now, Phoenix is great to live when it's freezing everywhere else like if you live in Minnesota where it's like you know negative 2 degrees or whatever and it's snowy but um in Phoenix where it's going to be like a high of 70 degrees a low of 60 maybe 58 degrees it's just absolutely beautiful here uh, most of the year but in the summer it does get hot you know it's a desert but here's a great thing come July to August and into September it's the monsoon season if you've never experienced the monsoon season in some place like a desert in Phoenix I'm telling you, you really should. You should really be um, looking forward to seeing the torrential rain come through and filling up the streets with rain and my kids running all through the rain and having tons of fun, um, getting drenched and just being excited with these huge storms that last for maybe like 30 minutes come and go. And they just uh, drop so much rain. But Here's one of my more exciting things that I like about the monsoon season is all the thunderstorms, the lightning storms. And I'm going to put in the show notes. I took some video and some pictures of the thunder and lightning show that just happened a couple days ago. It is absolutely fantastic. The way the sky is looking like purple and bluish as well as clouds. Clouds are really, really dark. And then all of a sudden a lightning bolt comes down. The video that I got had three separate lightning bolts just just charging down looking absolutely amazing so anyways I have these videos I want to share them with you they're fantastic with the pictures as well you can see how amazing all of the monsoon season is here Um, it doesn't capture all the amazing rain that drops, you know, how much fun all that just torrential rain uh, is. But I want to show you guys some lightning storms and see how amazing it looks here. So anyways, if you've never been to Phoenix during a monsoon, I would strongly recommend you coming to someplace like Phoenix or a desert when these monsoons come through. I never knew because I used to live in California. We never had monsoons. And since moving to Phoenix about a year ago, I didn't need a job, so I was up and quit. I quit my job, up and moved my entire family. and So now I am here, not working a job and just living life and and enjoying it. And I can live in Phoenix and watch and appreciate all these huge monsoons, uh, storms that are coming through with the lightning and thunder and rain. It's just fantastic. All right, so now let's jump into the cash reserve topic that most people have when they're starting their business. Now, when you're looking at your cash reserves, things come up to mind like, well, what happens if I have a big expense that comes up? You know, how do I make sure that I have money that, you know, in case I evict somebody? How do I make sure that if I need to replace a roof, I have enough money, that I don't have to go into a credit card? Well, these are all fantastic questions. Recently, I got a question from a student named Jeremy, and he was asking about the cash reserves. And he writes, hey, Dustin, I imagine you have a reserve account for unexpected expenses and whatnot for your rental properties. What is your system in regards to that? I have reserves but I've adding to my portfolio other properties and I was curious how you pad your reserves to accumulate more properties and as you accumulate more properties. Well Jeremy that's a great question and it's really not hard to explain but when you start developing your business further you buy your first property then your second then go on to your 5th and 10th as your rental properties grow as your business grows you have to adjust how much you actually put into reserves and hold in reserves. Let me give you an example. So there was a roof leak that I had in one of my properties. So I was hoping I was only going to have to pay close to maybe $1,000, $1,700 at most to patch it to re- to repair it and make sure it's all uh, all good. But what actually happened is as they started removing part of the roof, they had found that there was so much more damage that they actually needed to replace the entire roof and restack the chimney cuz the chimney was leaking. There's so many things and I had a $4,000 hit in one month. So $4,000 for a roof for the chimney in one month, man, that was, that hurts. And if you go to my show notes, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero two one. this is podcast session 21, so zero i I'll show you pictures of how the roof looked and how much a $4,000 damaged roof costs and what it looks like. So to account for these issues, usually... When I have one property, so as I explained to all my students, when you have one property, I suggest setting aside 10% of the rent every single month into a savings account, a money market account, but basically set it aside every single month so that you can have it for unexpected expenses. So let's say you're making $800 a month from one rental property, well set aside 10% of that. So $80 is gonna be set aside into a bank account, a savings account, like I said, or a money market account where you're making some money on it. So $80 a month. Now here's my suggestion. As you're building that up, you're not gonna to need to do that forever. Like it's not gonna to need to be you know, $8,000 in savings and keep going. But what I suggest is have at least one month to one and a half months rent saved up in a savings account per property. So if you have one property that rents at $800, save $80 for 10 months and then you'll have $800 saved up put inside of a bank account for that one property. Now that's one month's rent. So now if you go another half, then you go another five months, then you'll have $1,200 saved up in a bank account for that property. So when you have big expenses like this, you'll be able to weather the storm and not have to dip into credit cards and pay interest on those. So that's my suggestion when you start with one property. Now, if you go to two properties, I would say continue with that same train of thought. You have two different properties, both making $80, or sorry, $100 a month. And you want to save 10% each. Well, that's $80 for each property. That's $160 total that you are taking out and putting into an account. Save that up. And what you need to realize is as you are building up your business, that it is a business. All businesses need Operating capital. Operating capital is basically money that flows in and out. If you run out of cash, well, then you stop having a business. So you want to make sure that you have operating capital, basically cash in the bank as a reserve so that when you do have an eviction or you do have a roof that is leaking or you do have something going on with the property that you need to, you need to fix, you have money to put into the property as opposed to going out and getting a loan. So when you're Doing and running all your numbers for the property, you're going to have to make sure you count for all your expenses, like your property management fee. Um, if you have a property manager, you're going to have that fee. If you have, uh, well, you will have taxes, home insurance, things like that. You want to make sure that this operating expense, operating capital is going to be put in there. So add that 10%. Now, here's a great thing. After you saved up that one and a half months full of savings for that one property, that rest of that money, that $80 a month is going to go in your pocket. You are not going to need to continue to save that. And the great reason why is because you already have that money saved up. Now you can spend that or save it to buy another property. So as long as you have the money saved up, then that rest of the $80 every single month comes in your pocket. Once you spend some of that one and a half months worth of savings and capital reserves. Once you spent some of that for a fixing of a furnace or something like that, let's say you had a $400 um, charge on a furnace to get that fixed. Well, save up for the next couple months to replenish that $400, and then once that's saved up, then you can start spending that money like you normally would, or save it for you know buying another property, which is my suggestion. And so with operating capital with your running your business you need to have money and cash that you can flow in and out it's also an emergency fund basically if something goes bad and goes wrong in your property you have money that in a case of an emergency that's what it's called an emergency fund you are able to make sure that you have the money to spend on the emergency of a furnace going out. Like I have properties in Ohio where it gets really, really cold, like negative 10 degrees. Well, if a furnace goes out, my, my tenant needs to go and move into a hotel for a couple of days until I get the furnace fixed. Well, I don't want to do that. I want to have it done right away and make sure that they're, they're okay. So Think of it as an emergency fund. So it's not just operating capital. It's also an emergency fund. Another reason to have cash reserves is because of vacancies. You know, if you have a mortgage on a property where you're paying $600, $700 a month in mortgage and you have one month where you don't have money coming in, then you still have to pay that mortgage. It's not like the bank is going to say, oh, okay, you don't have a tenant in there. It's okay. We'll let you slide on this month. No, they absolutely want their mortgage paid. And so you have that emergency fund, and it's operating capital, but also when you have a vacancy, you're able to pay the mortgage. And you know, over time, you'll replenish that back up, and over time, the profits will outweigh any vacancies, but that's just in case you need to weather the storm of having a vacancy. Another reason would be just general repairs around the house. Let's say a toilet starts leaking. Well, you got to fix that. What about the stove? Let's say, well, one of my properties in Texas, the stove literally, the glass literally shattered like the, the gas um, fire was either coming out in the wrong direction or something i'd never the tenant didn't know exactly what it was all i could see is that the burner was completely charred and the glass top was actually shattered so obviously that was a huge scary thing but praise the lord nothing bad happened but i had money so just a general repair need to fix that that was i don't know you know four hundred dollars to replace that but hey i had the money saved up so i was able to put it towards that property now, what about unexpected expenses? Something like, hey, a tree falls and hits your roof. If you have to repair that roof because the tree fell on it and go and get a credit card debt or actually get a, take out a refinance to pay for it, well, your, your house is not going to have a roof. But at the same time, you're going to start paying interest on all that. Another good reason to have cash reserves is what about any upgrades that you might want to do on the property? Let's say the windows are really, really old and they're not opening and closing. The tenants aren't really happy. Um, You have had tenants move out because they can't actually get the windows open or whatever it might be. I mean, some things actually happen like that. Well, you may need to upgrade on some windows because they're actually doing really bad. Upgrade the doors because the doors are sticking, or they're cracked, or they're they're leaking air around the sides and around the sills. There, there are upgrades that you may need to do, to do on the property. Let's say the the microwave goes out just out of nowhere. You know, it's a it's an over the range microwave that actually is attached to the house. It's not something that the tenant would bring in. Well, if that goes out, well you're gonna have to upgrade that and buy a new one. So having upgrade money to be able to make sure your property's um, in good standing so that the tenants actually want to live there, they're not wanting to move out because it's not kept up well, that's another great reason to have cash reserves. Another great reason why you have cash reserves is you avoid paying interest on anything that you borrow. Let's say um, the microwave goes out, will you go to Lowe's and use your credit card and spend $200, maybe $300 on a microwave and use your credit card. Well, if you don't have the cash to pay it, then you're paying that credit card interest. Remember that there is good debt and bad debt. Good debt puts money in your pocket, bad debt takes money out of your pocket. Credit card and consumer debt is bad debt. So I would suggest having a cash reserve so that you'd avoid paying those high interest fees on credit cards. Now, I personally don't have any balances on all my credit cards. I think I have two, maybe three or four credit cards, but literally none of them have or carry a balance. I never pay interest. They're always zero um, balance at the end of the month. I always make sure I pay everything off because I don't wanna waste money and chase after bad debt and throw my money away. Here's another great thing that I wanna suggest to you is you can also make decent money on these cash reserves. Now, this cash reserve is not necessarily something that you're going to be using to buy another property. It might not be that much that you would buy a property, but you need to hold on to this for all these things like I talked about. Emergency fund, vacancies, repairs, unexpected expenses, upgrades, things like that. But what you can do, I know if you're like me, you want to invest. You want to keep investing your money. So why not invest your money where you can make 1.75% on your money every single year? Well, if you look at a regular savings account, a savings account will give you 0.003 or 0.001% interest. So after a if you have $100,000 inside of a savings account, after a year of allowing the bank to hold on to your money and they make money off of your money, remember they charge high interest rates and they give you 0.001%, you'll make like $4 after a year with $100,000. Maybe uh, probably a little bit more than that, but I'm exaggerating. But let's say you put it in a bank account. So let's say you have $100,000. If you had $100,000, which is a lot of money, you're going to be making at 1.75%. You're going to be making about $200 a month in interest after an entire year. That's $2,400 in interest coming in your pocket. And that's all money that you saved up for your cash reserves. Not saying you need $100,000 in cash reserves. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But let's say you had $10,000 in cash reserves. Wouldn't it be nice to make an extra $250 a year from a money market account? that actually puts money in your pocket just for parking your money at a bank well if you go to my show notes again masterpassiveincome.com 4 slash zero two one, i have a link for you for capital one this is where i hold my money i hold my money at capital one and it's an online bank and they've done a great job i actually been with them for like seven or eight maybe ten years now they do a great job but i get 1.75 percent on my money market account. And even the checking account gets like a half a percent and my savings account gets at least 1%. Anyways, go there, um, go to my show notes page. And if you sign up through my affiliate link, it doesn't cost you anything. And in fact, they actually give you $25 or $50 or something like that just for signing up. If you go through my affiliate link, um, I want to help you out and get you where you actually are making money every single month. All right. So now let's look at also, what happens once you get to five properties? Well, when you think about it, if you're making $800 a month on each property at five properties, now, if you're taking $80 a month out and you're saving basically $80 times five properties, that's $400 a month saving into an account. Well, if you save $400 a month, after a year of saving all that money up, you have saved up in a savings account. Now having $5,000 in savings for your rental property business is fantastic. Now I would suggest once you start getting to where you have five plus properties, you need to start looking at the scaling of the business being bigger than what you need in cash reserves because not every single property is going to have a $5,000 roof at one time, you know, the same exact month, not all the properties are going to be evicted all at one time, you're not going to have all the furnaces go out at one time. And so when you have $400 a month coming in, well, let's take another step. Let's say you have 10 properties and making the same amount, that's $800 a month that you're going to be putting aside every single month. Well, you're not necessarily going to need to have $8,000 or $16,000 or $20,000 $30,000 in a cash reserve because you're not going to have that many expenses. Now, if you have a multi-unit property that ha- that's worth a million dollars, yes, you're going to need to have twenty, thirty, forty thousand $40,000 in savings because you're going to have big expenses. But when you have single family homes like we do, you're not going to need to have $30,000 in cash reserves. So now let's look at what happens when you get to 20 plus property so if you have 20 plus properties so when that reserve is spent on a new roof or furnace or something it usually gets replenished that cash reserve gets replenished in just a couple months because you have so many properties so I have personally never had five furnaces go out in one month, and I think at the most, it was like one at, at a month. Maybe three months later, I had another furnace go out out of all my you know, dozens of properties. So what happens is you are able to replenish your capital reserves much more quickly. Now when you have one, two, or maybe five properties, it doesn't replenish as quickly as you would like it to, so you have you run into a little bit of an issue where you need to make sure you have more of a buffer. Now when you have more proper properties like 20, plus properties then you need to just gauge your risk reward because if you have more money in the bank well that is not money that's not being invested buying another property making you more money but it also helps you so that your risk of having eight furnaces go out at one time which i would say would never happen uh possible it could but it just seems rather unlikely If all eight go at one time, you have the money. So you need to look at your own risk tolerance and how risk averse are you? All right, guys. Now, this was how you can manage your cash reserves for your rental properties. Remember that these cash reserves are there when you need them. You don't want to need them and not have them. It's better to have them and not need them. So start working on making sure that you have cash reserves. Like I said, if you have one to five properties, make sure you have at least one to one and a half times your rent every single month per property. Once you get bigger, once you have 10, 15, 20 properties, then you need to look at how much your risk reward is to make sure that you're risking enough to where you're still investing, but you're holding on, you know, maybe holding on 10, 15, $20,000 in a reserve account that you're still making money on from, like I said, the Capital One account, you're still making money from that, but at the same time, you have that in case you need it for emergencies. Now, I've gotten many, many people asking me how they can get started investing in real estate. Well, I want to give you my free course that'll show you how to get started renting in real estate. If you go to my website, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course, And this free course will walk you through how to get your business set up and get your business started. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being a part of the Master Passive Income podcast. If you would help me out, go and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you appreciate it. I really, really appreciate your help in doing that. And one final thing for you guys. Normally, I release my podcasts on Tuesday. Well, I'm going to change that where I'm going to start releasing my podcasts on Wednesday. The reason why is because I like hanging out with my family. And I get to hang out with my family. And you understand that i absolutely love not having a job and because i don't have a job i can do whatever i want well i'm changing my day that i post these two wednesdays giving me a little extra day to record and edit and and produce and all that sort of stuff so just letting you guys know that all the podcasts will be released on wednesdays from now on All right, guys, as always, thank you so much for being a part of the Master Passive Income podcast. You guys are terrific. Thank you so much for being along with me. I hope everything the best for you guys, that you can eventually change your life to where you live the dream life and never have to work a job again. All right, and I'll see you guys next week.